I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is BD what they do right it's just what the Yankees do they they get they get they get you hyped up um sorry about that a bit of a the friggin light one of the lights I use here in the studio just like fell off the table <laughs> Um, but this is what the Yankees do. They get you hyped up. They fucking get hurt. <laughs> now, it's not like the biggest piece of news in the world. It's not like it's, it's you know, we're not starting the season with, you know, the way we've started them before, where we find out news about Severino or we find something out about Aaron Judge. It's Zach Britton. But it sucks because, you know, unlike the lineup, this bullpen isn't deep like it used to be. Um, yeah, Zach Britton at least three to four months after finding out the Yankees found out he had a bone chip in his left elbow, his throwing elbow. And so, <clears throat> so, you know, he's got a good surgery and he'll be out at least four months. And in Yankee terms, in Yankee terms, I'm going to say, you know, Four months is is the very bare minimum. It's there's I wouldn't be shocked if he missed the year. Honestly, I wouldn't if he missed the entire regular season, and then some. I wouldn't be shocked because this is the Yankees we're talking about, and you know, we know how this works. Um, yeah. So an already shallow Yankee bullpen gets even shallower, losing by far. Their best uh, weapon in that pen. So, oh uh, man, I think this is the this is right after the Yankees. Didn't they pick up his option? So, <laughs> it sucks because he obviously is their best weapon. He's their more one of their most reliable pitchers in the bull, in the bullpen. He's got that what they call the bowling ball sinker. Just a ground ball machine. Somebody you're not scared when he comes in because you know nine times out of ten he's going to keep the ball in the park. And, you know, this is a guy you like. Despite the walks and the control issues at times, most of the time he's going to get out of it because of his stuff. And you're comfortable with him, with Britain. He's the only pitcher I'm 100% comfortable with coming into a game to relieve one of the Yankee starters. And now he's 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 out. 
So, you know, we're left with the bullpen that already needed help, even with Britain in there. Now they just don't have a go-to guy. They're going to have to hope one of these men step up. You know, Chad Green, Araldus Chapman, Darren O'Day, who they just acquired this offseason. I think he was with, what, Atlanta? Uh, who else do I have written down? They they went out and you know brought back Justin Wilson, Luis Sessa, and then it gets ugly, you know. Nick Nelson, Johnny Lasagna, Adam Warren, Michael King, Nick Goody, maybe Brooks Krisky, Kyle Baraclow. I mean, it gets really ugly, right? There's not that's how the, the shallow it is. There's not much depth there anymore. Not without Britain. So, you know, this is what I've been talking about. How all it takes is one. All it takes is one injury because in that bullpen, they're not deep. And just, you know, as much as we can rely on one guy, it's same with the rotation. Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. So good. All Yankees fans were flipping out when they got him. I was very happy. But they acted like that was going to fix their rotation issues. And it's the same thing with Britain. You know, we love how Britain's pitched, but a lot of people still call this bullpen elite. And maybe it's just delusional Yankees fans on the internet, but yeah, it's not. It's not close. It's more mediocre in my opinion. I I don't like this bullpen. It's scary. It used to be scary, but now it's scary, if you know what I mean. You know, we're on the other the other side of the spectrum here with that definition of scary. Um so yeah, let, let's start with it's going to be a quick episode tonight. Probably not going to go too deep because it's just an update one. Just talking about how the Yanks lose Britain and, and what we can expect now from this bullpen. Who's going to step up? And, you know, I don't know, man. You're hoping Chad Green is that guy. Because he's the most talented guy in the pen, right? He's got the, the highest ceiling. He's got, obviously, the great fastball, right? It's got a good spin rate. They always talk about it. And he's also developed a, a nice changeup as the right-hander. But Green, I don't know what it is, man. He's kind of an enigma, at least to me. Like, he's good, but he's never been... He hasn't been the same. Do you guys remember 2007... Was it 2017 where he was spectacular? He hasn't really been the same guy since. And I'm not asking him to go out there and do what he did then because he was ridiculous. But, you know, he was spectacular in 2017. Then he started declining a bit. 2018, he wasn't the same, but he was still very good. But then 2019 comes. You know, he has... That's the year where he gets... Didn't he get sent down to the minor leagues? He went down to... to yeah, he got sent down to uh, Trenton. And... Had some ups and downs in the year. And then last year, during the 60-game season, it was a, another mixed bag. 
for Chad Green. So, you know, can he be a big weapon? Sure. He Again, he's got the highest ceiling in that bullpen for sure, I think. But he's not really guaranteed to give you that, or he's not close to guaranteed. Like, you don't feel like he's going to go out there and replace Zach Britton you know, and be that guy. I just, you don't know, rather. You know, he's he's the closest thing that can get you to that level that Britton was pitching at. But you still don't know if Chad Green is going to give you that. Because he's an inconsistent pitcher. He's pretty inconsistent. You know, he hasn't had that year in a while. Where he's been below 310 ERA. I was going to say sub 3, but we'll, we'll give him flack. But he still hasn't been... We'll give him some slack, but he still hasn't been... You know, he hasn't been below 310. He's been... What are you, two years ago, he was four and a half. Last year, he was 360 or something like that. He's up and down. You know, he, he he's going to throw that fastball. He's an aggressive pitcher. He'll attack you. He's not afraid, but sometimes that gets the best of him. Because in a, in, in a league like this, there are a lot of fastball hitters, and you can't just live off of that. And Yeah, he's developed the changeup, but it's not been his... It's still not his pitch. He still loves to throw that heater. And I'm not the biggest fan of this bullpen because I don't think it has much outside of Britain. So I'm not I'm I'm not just gonna say, oh, Chad Green will step up and Rawlish Chapman will be great because I'm not even big on Chapman anymore either. He's obviously the closer. Um, but they can toy around with him. You know, now that they have O'Day. But we'll get to O'Day in a second. Chapman's, you know, kind of coming off a an injury riddle 2020 where he wasn't the greatest either. He was very up and down. He only threw 11 innings. Come the playoffs, he once again, big spot, he choked. He's no stranger to letting up big time home runs. There was the whole thing with Rafael Devers. There was obviously in the playoffs two years ago against the Astros, Altuve. You want to use the cheating excuse? Go for it. Well, he did it against the Rays last year. He's given up some big hits. You know, the, the the fastball is declining. You know, it's no longer 103, no longer 100. It's down to, you know, 97, 98. He's 33 years old now. Again, coming off a season where he, he dealt with some injury. He's in a league where you can't just dart fastballs at hitters anymore because much like I said with Chad Green, these guys are, are, are ready for it now. Everybody throws hard now. So, I've still got concerns with Chapman. And yeah, O'Day's cool. But he's, you know, he's obviously he's a veteran. With a, a good resume, right? He's got a pretty good career under his belt. Coming in as a... He's a right-hander, but he's got the, the submarine, you know, arm angle. So it gives batters a different look. Right? With that submarine style. But, you know, looking at him, he's he's 38 years old. Um, yeah, he had an elite season last year, 110 ERA. But it was 16 innings. It was 16 innings. And as a matter of fact... Over the last three seasons, O'Day has only thrown 40 innings 
a little over 40 innings. So, you know. I don't know what to expect with him. You know what I mean? It's not that I'm saying all these guys are bad. No, these guys are good pitchers. But for a team that has World Series aspirations, with a rotation that has these question marks already, you would hope that your bullpen is at least somewhat deep. And it's not very deep. It's it's It consists of a bunch of guys who can be good, but you don't know that. Or you aren't close to knowing that, right? Justin Wilson, we brought him back, but is that... You know, it, it really gets ugly after you look at Chad Green and Chapman. You know, Wilson's an average relief pitcher. You know, he was with the Yankees back in 2015, I think. He was like 5-0. and But he's, you know, he's not that special. He's got a 366 uh, last year. Um, he, he posted a career second-best ERA in 2019. Two and a half. But, like, that's... You look at his entire career, he's been, you know, just a, a so-so middle reliever. He's a left-hander. Sure. But just up and down the path. Luis Sessa, really? Is that going to be our guy now? We need some guys to step up. And I don't know if Luis Sessa... Luis Sessa had a career year last year with a 332 ERA. That just speaks. That says it all. His best year was, was, man. Nick Nelson? The Yankees really like Nelson, actually. I don't, I don't know. Is, is that going to be, I don't, I don't see him being the guy to step up. Sure, there could be that guy who always steps up every year that you don't expect, right? So maybe it's him. You know, Aaron Boone raves about him. Cone. Cone always does on the telecast. He's always hyping this guy up. The high-octane fastball. The um, the special changeup. He had a 4.79 ERA in 11 outings last year. He's not, like, I don't think he's a top prospect or anything on that list. They just like his stuff, and they think he can be good, but... Again, these names don't excite me. They don't stand out as guys who I expect to be, you know, top weapons. Is Johnny Lasagna going to have another spot? They like Lasagna too. He's got a lively fastball, the high spin rate, blah, blah, blah. A curveball that generates a ton of, you know, swinging misses. He's got this stuff. Good cutter. And a changeup to equalize lefties. So, you know, a good a good three-pitch mix. But he's not really done anything yet. His ERA, if you want to throw him something, throw him a bone. His ERA has gotten lower year by year in his three seasons. But it's he's still, again, he doesn't jump out at me. He's more just this versatile pitcher who you can start relief close or, or piggyback is that is that the new term we're using now you know to, to come in after the opener but I'm just not impressed with these guys lasagna doesn't impress me you, you can throw me all the analytics sabermetrics you want but I'm, I'm about results you know 
he is not consistently given the Yankees results, especially for how much they hype him up. It always seems like every time Lasagna comes into the game, he's working so hard to get easy outs against bottom of the orders. Last postseason, he allowed six base runners and 11 batters faced. But every time he comes in, he's pitching full counts. He's putting people on. People are fouling his pitches off. These high pitch count outings that just kill the momentum of the game. I haven't seen enough from him. Adam Warren, is he going to... He's back. Is he going to... Like, Michael King. I'm not impressed with this this prospect either. This is another big prospect the Yankees talk up. I've not been too impressed with him. He's shown some flashes, but it's always the same result in the end with Michael King. Where he implodes. He starts out good, he'll have an inning or two where he looks good, and then he'll implode the third time he goes out there. He needs a third pitch. The Yankees are where he's been talking about how he needs a third pitch to go to. He's got that sinker. He threw that about 60% of the time last year, but batters hit almost 320 on it. The curveball is his only secondary pitch. He's, he's talked about... You know, I just fucking spit. He's talked about adding a changeup. You know, I don't know if we've seen that changeup yet in the spring. I only think he's had maybe fucking one outing. Um, But I'm not fucking... I don't, you know, I don't go nuts over Michael King either. Nick Goody? <laughs> Brooks Crisk? I don't even know how to say this kid's name. I don't even know who... Kyle Bar are the Barraclaw or those guys gonna be is that work? I don't even know, you know. It's just a ton of mediocre names that have a chance to crack this bullpen and, and you know, you figure the Yankees are gonna carry an extra pitcher on their twenty six. And that's so that, that means there's gonna be one or two names that you look at and you go, Who the hell is this guy? And so for a World Series contending team, supposedly that's not the most comforting thing, especially when your rotation isn't the deepest either. You know, their, their bullpen has been regressing, surely, year by year. 2017, they were third in ERA. 2018, they were fourth. 2019, they were ninth. And last season, they were 16th. Finally, below league average. You know, they keep losing big names or they keep getting guys who get hurt. Zach Britton this year. Blah, blah, blah. They just find a way to, to be underwhelming. And this puts pressure on an already questionable rotation. You know, behind Garrett Cole, it is very, very up in air. Is it going to be Corey Kluber? Corey Kluber's what? Nearing his mid-30s. He hasn't pitched much in the last two years. Does he have one more good season in him? Does he have a number two quality season in him left? Is it going to be Jameson Tyone, 29-year-old who's had two Tommy John surgeries? It could be, but again, there's that floor. I don't think anybody would be shocked if he struggled or if he got hurt because it's happened before with him. Jordan Montgomery is who he is. He's not going to be your number 1A, 2 He's going to be a middle to back end of the rotation guy. Give you some quality outings, but most of the time, you know, he'll be who he is. He's okay. Davey Garcia, Domingo Herman, they're two very young pitchers who have potential. 
but young prospects like Garcia, they're unpredictable. Severino ain't coming back for a couple of months, maybe a month or two at best. When he comes back, are the Yankees going to take it easy with him and not let him go too much? They're going to have these restrictions on his pitch count and his workload and the innings. You know, it's just after Garrett Cole, who the hell else is going to pitch into the seventh inning for you? You know, and that's the problem. Because even if Chad Green does pitch really, really good this year and bounces back and is more consistent than he's been in a while, the other four nights that Green is not pitching, say somebody gives you fucking five, six innings. Five innings. Okay, Green comes in, pitches six. Pitches the sixth. You still have three more innings to get from a... You know, it's, it's, it's... I don't see it... being consistent. Uh, Just the fucking pitching staff from top to bottom. Rotation, bullpen. It's rough. It's very... It's very clunky. Just... It always seems to be the same every year. But, you know, are we going to be fine in the regular season? I hope we can win a division. Alright? We're going to win games enough to get into the playoffs, knock on wood, but I hope we can at least take the division this year and bounce back there. You know, I know the Rays lost some people. Fucking, um, was it Blake Snell to San Diego? But, I still think they're going to be good. You know, they were just in the World Series. I still think the the Blue Jays are on the up-and-ups. They might be even better, make a push this year once and for all. Um... It's, you know, I fucking, I don't know what Boston, I don't know, but the Orioles could be coming somewhat, but they're still probably going to be below us. It's just, we do have more competition at the top of that division. And so without Zach Britton, you have a shallow bullpen and then beneath Garrett Cole, you have a shallow rotation. So the bats will probably be good enough to where the Yankees will fucking contend and you just hope that it can be enough to win the division. You know, is this going to be enough? Can they survive this in their regular season? Hopefully Britain's back by uh, by the four-month span they're saying. But without him, you know, it's not the worst in the world. But I just wanted to come on here and say my take on it real quick. Um, you know, it's it's the same old Yankees where they're relying on their offense to get by. And it may work in the regular season, but you know, we all know how the story works. We we we've seen this this fucking team. So I'm hoping it's it's no. I just want guys to fucking step up, man. It would be it would be wonderful if we could get one more great year from Kluber here, or if we could get Tyone to finally reach his peak and pitch really good for New York, and then the other guys compliment. Or it would be good if Chad Green is a bit more consistent this season, or if Aroldis Chapman is healthy, you know, and somebody else in that pen steps up to help them too. That's what we want. So that's all I've got. I'm not even going to waste my time and head to break or anything like that. No commercials today. But yeah, this is your host, RJ Carbone. Guys, if you haven't yet tuned into the podcast and subscribed, well, you're obviously tuning into the podcast, but if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, 
be sure to do that right now. You can find BD4 on all the platforms, you know, every feed that you get your podcast on. So subscribe to us on all those platforms, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, SoundCloud, and you can watch us on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, do that right now. Give us a like on the video, comment, review us on Apple Podcasts, rate us, write a review. Thank you. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I just hope that, um, I just hope that we get, we get some guys who can really fill in here and do the job. So let's, uh, let's head to the question of the day and we'll wrap it up because there's no need to go too far tonight. All right, so last time out in episode 219, this is up 220. But in 219, I asked you guys, which Yankee had only 12 strikeouts in the 1950 season? The answer to that question, it was Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra struck out only 12 times in the 1950 season. Incredible. Uh, this episode's NYY, NYK question of the day, episode 220 is after leaving the Yankees midway through the 1957 season how many teams did Billy Martin go on to play for before retiring in 62 all right so one last time after leaving the Yankees midway through the 57 season how many teams did Billy Martin go on to play for before retiring in 62 all right, so message me the answer or comment the answer on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And um, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. This is episode 220 of BD4. I am your host, RJ Carbone. And once again, just a quick little episode, giving a bit of an update uh, how the Yankees lost Zach Britton today for at least three to four months, probably going to be more. Wouldn't be surprised if it's the entire year because that's how it works in New York when you're a Yankees fan. Injuries just fucking never, never, never end well. Um, you know, I said on Twitter in a joking manner earlier, I'm going to hit the under on 1.5 months before one of Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton goes down or, or, or has discomfort. In, um, in their elbow or shoulder or calf or hamstring or something like that or back. It'll happen. Something will happen. I just tired of these injuries. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully this is not a fucking indicator of things to come. Hopefully we'll be all right and everything can get back to it. And, you know, I'm sure we'll survive to an extent. I just hope that guys can step up because I don't want it to be another underwhelming regular regular season, you know. Last season, I was saying when we had all these injuries, how we'll still be great in the regular season, we'll still win the division, and then we'll go from there. But we didn't even do that. We were we were very average in the season, and that we did not win the division. So I've tried to not take things for granted, I guess anymore. And you know, so without Britain, we're gonna have to hope that we get guys who step up in both the pen and staff, uh, the five man staff. So. We'll see. So we need the we need to get back at it. Right? We need this division. 
need a pennant, and we need to get to the World Series and win it. So hopefully this is the year. Hopefully the injury bug doesn't come back to bite us again and that we can figure out a way to stay somewhat healthy here and keep our big guns on the field, on the mound, etc. So, guys, thank you so much. That's all we've got for this one. Once again, I am your host, RJ Carbone, and this is episode 220 of the podcast, BD4. Thank you so much for listening or for watching, and I'll see you next time out. All right, guys, ciao. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor.